challenge. I want to let you know that this year for Christmas Box, we raised just over $117,000 for Christmas Box. Come on, put your hands together for yourself. Not only that, we delivered um, probably close to 780 boxes yesterday. I wanna personally thank every single person who fundraised, who gave, who nominated, who sponsored, those who came down yesterday to um, pack all the boxes. We had the police here. They weren't coming after me for the first time. They were just here to help deliver boxes. It was amazing. The fire department was here. We had different social services here. Uh, So many families have been blessed and blown away. We're already hearing lots of testimonies and uh, we're getting messages and texts and even on our Facebook page and different things, just people are messaging in saying, thank you so much. You have no idea what this means to us. Absolutely blown away. Can I encourage you, church? You have made a massive difference to our community this year. One more time, give a big round of applause to yourself. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, this morning in our 8.30 service, we honoured Barry O'Neill. Uh, Barry is an absolute legend. Tara's husband. Tara, stand up and wave for us. Come on, Tara, stand up and wave. Don't, don't get up. On, I'm on the mic. I'm on stage. I'm telling you, Tara's husband, Barry, has been an absolute machine working behind the scenes to get it all together. He got us amazing deals. He put the screws on a whole bunch of suppliers. We got a whole bunch of stuff donated and sponsored. These were the... Um, probably the most amount of food we've ever given out in any Christmas box before. We not only had a box, we had a coolie bag full of ham and chicken and custard and rolls and cream and everything. And then another bag full of all kinds of other snacks. So it was just so much beyond a box. Um, We're blown away. We're absolutely blown away. You're amazing. You're an amazing, amazing church. And it's such a blessing to be able to be here and do this. Uh, This um, Christmas time is an interesting time because you've got like, we often buy gifts for those in our world, like loved ones. And so I've come to understand that the gift buying is a very difficult thing, very difficult. Like um, it's, it's quite complex getting the right gift for the right person. Like that can be a minefield, getting the right gift, especially husbands when you're buying for your wives. Because it doesn't matter what gift you get her, she's gonna have a a message that you never intended to be sent to her. She's gonna read into it and there's gonna be a message there. So it's very difficult to buy the gifts, the right gifts for the right people. And husbands, here's a word of advice, don't ever buy her clothes. Don't, just don't do it. Unless those clothes have been pre-arranged, pre-tried on, pre-ordered, she's bought them, she's given them to you, you wrap them up, you give them to her. That's the only time buying clothes is okay. You go and try and buy clothes for her on your own. Good luck, my friend. You, you don't know her color palette. You don't wanna buy her a winter if she's a summer. All kinds of problems. You buy her clothes and they're a size too big, she's gonna think that you think that she's put on weight. You buy her a size too small and you're gonna confirm her greatest fear that she is putting on weight. It's a minefield, don't even bother. Just don't go with clothes, just get something else. And then we all have in our family that person that has everything already, right? That little nephew, little grommet who's got every gadget, every gizmo, every little thing on planet Earth. He's got it every. What do you get someone like that? Like you're in the shops, you don't know what you're gonna get the little stinker. What are you gonna get him? He's got everything already. One year I had a friend whose dad was like that. Dad had everything, like had everything. And uh, that year she had an organ removed. So she put it in a jar and gave him her organ. Not the organ you play, like an organ, like an internal organ. 
She's like, he's got everything already, so I might as well give him the one thing he doesn't have. <laughs> Gifts at Christmas, they get me difficult. In the first Christmas, the first nativity story, uh, we read that there are these wise men that come to Jesus and they come, they come and bring him gifts. And what I'd love to do in the time we have this morning is just explore the significance and meaning within these gifts. And I pray they encourage you and they challenge you. And maybe I think today there's still significance in these gifts for us here today. So let's look, Matthew chapter two in verse number nine. You've got it in your notes there. Uh, as you came in the door, you would've gotten notes. If you haven't got them, I'll read it out for you. That is fine. Matthew chapter two, verse number nine. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each of these gifts that Jesus has given is loaded with meaning. And uh, I wanna explore that. The first gift that they give him is, is, is a gift of gold. Now, I know some of you are hoping that uh, Santa deposits a little bit of this under your tree this year, bit of bling, in your Christmas stocking, but a gold would be nice. They give him gold. It's an unusual gift to give a baby, right? Like, I don't know how many babies in your world you're giving gold chains to this Christmas. Normally, it's a onesie or like a little teething ring or something like that. Like, but to give a baby, they give him a gift of gold. See, gold has been coveted and gold has been desired by, by authorities and powers and rulers. It's a sign of, it is a sign of authority. It's a sign of kingship and rulership. It's a real, like it's a high, high level gift. And this gift of gold, then bringing gold to a baby, it's representative of Jesus' rulership, His kingship, who He is, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. To bring a gift of gold to a baby is kind of weird unless you're bringing a gift that is a kingly gift to a king himself. And they come and they bring him this gift of gold and they're acknowledging in that moment who he really is. See, the interesting thing about this series that we've been doing over the last four or five weeks, we've called it manger to majesty, but the truth is that Jesus didn't go from manger to majesty, he went from majesty to manger. See, the Prince of Heaven, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords came down, He stepped out of majesty. He stepped out of the throne of heaven and He entered into this world as a baby in a manger. He humbled Himself from heaven to earth. He humbled Himself to a baby in a manger. He humbled Himself even to, the Bible says, obedience to a cross. It's this gift so fitting of this baby because He wasn't just a baby, He was the King of Kings. And He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Prince of Heaven. See, the Bible says in John chapter one that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. From the very beginning of all of this, Jesus has been. And then in Philippians two, it says that by Him, all things are made and through Him, all things have their being and in Him, all things are held together. See, Jesus was not just His first arrival on the, the scene in a manger. He was already preexistent and preeminent. He's been and He has been and He will be and He will always be because he stepped out of the majesty of heaven and he entered earth. He's a king entering our world. That's why a gift of gold is so fitting. In fact, the gift of gold to Jesus is a familiar gift to him because the book of Revelation tells us that the very streets of heaven are paved with pure gold. It would have been familiar to him to walk streets of gold, to receive a gift of gold as a kingly gift. It represents who he really is, his authority, 
His Lordship. And in light of this gift today, I just have a simple question to you. If He is King, does He have your throne? Does He have your throne? See, I've come to learn that all manner of things in this world, in this life, are gonna try and take the throne of your life. So many things wanna sit at that place of honor and authority. So many things want you to serve them with your life. And it's our choice what sits on that throne. So many things. Money wants to sit on the throne of your life, I'll tell you that much. Pride wants to sit on the throne. Your career, your ambition, your, your, your own self-interest wants to sit on the throne of your life. Worry wants to sit on the throne of your life and control you and dictate to you. But can I encourage you today, this Christmas, to place Jesus on the throne of your life. Whatever maybe has come and sat on that throne, kick it off and give to Him that gift of gold and throne Him in your life for who He is. The second gift that Jesus is given, He gets given this gift of gold representing His kingship, His Lordship, who He is. Then He receives this gift of frankincense. It's the second cousin of Frankenstein. <laughs> Some of you are taking notes on that. Stop, please, Lord, help our people. <laughs> A pastor said, that's amazing. What insight and revelation he has. Frankincense is a, is a um, it's an aromatic gum resin that, is, that comes from a particular tree where they would scrape the bark and out of that wound to the tree would come this sap, this resin that they would then burn as incense in worship. They'd also take that resin and they'd mix it with oil and it would be used to anoint priests for their role and their, 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 what they're doing in service to God. See, this gift represents their worship represents their worship. Maybe Samo, can you come join me, buddy? Uh, um, worship, sometimes we narrow worship down to like just a couple of slow songs that we sing on a Sunday. Like we have the fast songs and then we have the worship songs. And, and I know that like every church has their own style of worship, right? You go to any other church, you'll see. If you've never been to any other church, you probably need to get out more. But like every church has their own style, different kind of expressions of worship, different kinds of songs. And as a group of people, there's a different kind of expression. And I'll be the first to admit, we're a little bit of a happy, clappy church here. Like, I get it. We like to clap our hands, lift our hands. We kind of, it's a bit crazy. If you're new here, I know it's weird. I know. Uh, when I first came to church, I thought all these people were mad as well. Like, what is wrong with these people? Brother, put your hands down. Calm yourself, man. Again, we're a bit of a happy, happy church and uh, we like to lift our hands, we like to clap our hands, we like to do all these things. And if you are new to this, then hey, that's okay. But like, I don't know if you know, but there's, we, we have names for them. There's moves, there's certain moves. And uh, maybe, do you guys wanna learn? I can teach you some. If you're new, it means you can join in a little bit. You guys wanna learn some moves? They're, they've all got particular names and it's quite, it's quite easy. Um, it kind of starts, you, you just gotta start simple. When it comes to worship and church, you just gotta start simple. So you can, there's the, um, I'm carrying the TV. Just carrying the TV. It's, just, it's not very offensive. It's not obtrusive. Just hand, just carrying the TV. Then just move along a little bit. Let's go widescreen TV. Widescreen. Widescreen. Carrying the widescreen TV. Very simple. Very simple. Then my fish was this big. My fish was this big. Just this big. Just this big. If you're a liar, my fish was this big. It's okay if you are a liar. This is the right place for you. God loves you. The grace for you. And then the, it's an easy transition from that to here, hold my baby, hold my baby. Please hold my baby, hold my baby. This is a very powerful transition to the Lion King. Nah, Savinia. 
Very, and then move over to, to goalposts, goalposts. Personal favorite of mine, goalposts. Goalposts, goalposts with heartburn, ooh. Goalposts with heartburn, heartburn, goalposts with heartburn. Then, 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 we've, then we've got schoolroom, schoolroom. I've got a question, schoolroom, schoolroom. And then the, the penultimate is the, the ladies' favorite. They love this one, the wash the windows. I'm just gonna wash, wash the windows. Wash. See, it's, I told you, it's easy, isn't it amazing? You can. Here it is. But we, we lift our hands and um, some of you are like, you felt the anointing there, now it's just left as Sam's gone. We, we lift our hands in worship. It's, it's, it's a sign for us, it's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of just, just get, forgetting ourselves, letting go of who we are and actually magnifying and honoring and lifting up who He is and saying, God, You are God and You are good. And we are, we're worshiping You for who You are. It's an act of faith and it's magnifying our God for who He is. And to come and to bring a baby, a gift of frankincense, is a gift of worship to say, we, we, we know who You are. So you're not, just, you're not just a baby. To give a gift of frankincense that was used in worship is to acknowledge His deity. It's to acknowledge His divinity. To say, you're not just a baby born in a manger. You are, a, you are God incarnate. You are the Son of God. You are worthy of our worship in this time. You are worthy of our worship. Friends, He is worthy of our worship. And here's another question for you. If He's Worthy of our worship, does He have yours? If He's worthy of our worship, does He have yours? Because once again, there's all manner of things in our life that desire our worship. Whatever you are honoring and magnifying and putting your hope and your trust in, whatever you are looking to, whatever you are glorifying and magnifying, that is what you're worshiping. I tell you what, money wants to be worshiped as well. Your, your, your own sense of self, it wants to be worshiped. Maybe you're worshiping the God of, of your career. Maybe you're worshiping the God of popularity. Maybe you're worshiping the God of social media followers and likes and comments. Maybe you're worshiping the God of success today. What Whatever you're worshiping, can I encourage you, He is worthy of our worship. He's not just a baby born in a manger all those years ago. He is God incarnate. He is the ever, uh, everlasting, loving God that came and entered into this world, and He's worthy of all your worship today. Magnify Him, honor Him, place Him first, and He will cause everything else in your life to come together. Does He have your worship? They brought Him gold, frankincense, but wait, there's myrrh. Merry Christmas. Myrrh. Again, interesting gifts to give a baby. You've got gold for a baby. You've got this incense for a baby and then myrrh. Myrrh, again, it's not the most expensive gift that there was. It's not the most extravagant gift. But myrrh was another aromatic spice. And, and myrrh, was something that would be most commonly associated with the preparation of a body for burial. It was like an embalming spice. It was a gift given at his birth that prophetically represented what he would ultimately do. This gift represents his sacrifice. This gift of myrrh given as a baby would later be used to coat his body after he lived a sinless, blameless, spotless life, and then he went to a cross, 
And he went to a cross to take upon himself the sin of the world, the debt, the weight that all humanity owed because of our sin, that sin that separated us from God, that sin that was a barrier between us and our heavenly Father. He went to that cross and he died for the sin of the world and his body was prepared and placed in a tomb covered in myrrh. And he was placed in that tomb, but he did not stay in that tomb. Three days he was there and then he conquered the grave and death itself and he rose again to new life that you and I could partake in His sacrifice and also His majesty. Come on, give God some praise in this place. The reason this gift is so powerful is that this gift, the sacrifice that Jesus made, opens the way that we also can enter into His majesty. We get the grace and forgiveness of God for our sins. See, in light of this gift of myrrh, my question to you is simply, does, does he have your, the throne? Does he have your worship? But does he have your sin? Does he have your sin? In light of the gift of myrrh, does he have your sin? Because ultimately what this gift tells us is that he came for a purpose to die on a cross and be buried and rise again to take upon himself the debt that you and I owed for our sin, that you and I no longer carry it. Does he have your sin or are you still carrying your sin? Are you still carrying the guilt and the shame and the condemnation because of the wrong in your life? Are you still trying to earn your way into God's good books? Are you still trying to earn your way? Are you still trying to do enough good stuff to outweigh your bad stuff? Because the truth is, no amount of good stuff will ever cancel out one bad thing. That's not how this works. The, the, the plan of God, this gift reminds us that it's not about your effort to do good stuff to outweigh your bad stuff. It's about His one great and powerful and incredible thing that He did to take away the debt that you and I owed, all of it, every part of it, once and for all that you could enter in to His grace and this life that He has for you and eternity in heaven. It's this beautiful, beautiful gift that God has for you. Does He have your sin? And the, the, the great news about this is that the Bible teaches us that when we receive this gift of grace that He offers to us, that God takes our sin and He removes it from us. And it says that He removes it as far as the east is from the west. As far as the east is from the west, He, he removes it from us. And there's no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ. So your sin and your past and your guilt and your shame, it no longer defines you and it no longer defines your future. This incredible gift, does he have your sin? Or are you still carrying it? Are you still carrying the guilt, the shame? Friends, give it over to him today. In light of, this is the most, this is, this is Christmas. This is the message of Christmas, is that God so loved you, God so loved this world that he gave his son, this king of heaven, one worthy of our worship, that none should perish, but all would have everlasting life. He died on that cross to take what you and I would do on himself, and he gives today to you his grace, forgiveness for your past, new life that begins right now, hope for your future, and eternity with him in heaven. You get to now partake in his majesty and his glory. What an amazing message. I'd love to pray for you right now, church. And can I encourage you just in this moment, just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment. 
I'd love to pray um, a simple prayer. And maybe today you'd be honest and say that, that Jesus doesn't have the throne of your life. Maybe you've been a follower of him, but honestly, right now, something else is sitting in that place of honor in your life. Something else has taken the throne. And today, you wanna place Jesus back front and center on the throne of your life. Maybe something else has taken your worship and you've been honoring and focusing on the wrong things. And today, you wanna come back and say, I'm gonna honor him, I'm gonna worship him with my life. Maybe today, you be honest and say, you've never received His gift of grace. You're still carrying around the weight of your sin. You're still carrying your guilt and your shame. He died for you, He loves you. Maybe today is your day to say, Steve, I wanna receive that gift of grace. I wanna give my, place my life into His hands and trust Him with my, with my life right now and with my future going forward. I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer. And if that's you this morning, I, I wanna invite you just to pray it with me, but you don't have to pray it out loud. I'm, I'll pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But make this your prayer. Make this your own declaration. Make this your own conversation with God, saying, God, today, this is my prayer. You ready? Just say these simple words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life into your hands. I place you on the throne of my life. I know I've sinned, I know I've messed up, but I thank you, Jesus, that you died for me and you conquered death and the grave to give me new life. So today, I ask you to remove my sin from me, forgive me of it. I turn from that way and I turn to you. I turn to the life that you have for me. I ask that you would come in and make me brand new today. I choose from this moment, this Christmas, to live for you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I'd love to give you an opportunity to just take one little step of faith. Now, I don't wanna embarrass you. I don't wanna stand you up or call you out. I don't wanna do anything like that. But I do wanna encourage you, if you prayed that prayer, either just putting Jesus back on the throne of your life or maybe coming back to Him today and, or maybe you're giving your life to Him for the very first time, I wanna encourage you to take one little step of faith. This is not about you and me, this is about you and God. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three and if you pray that prayer, when I get to three, I want you to be really brave, just shoot your hand up nice and high. I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you, you can pop it straight back down. I just want you to take a little step of faith, be brave today, you ready? One, two, three, hand up nice and high, saying, yeah, yeah, God bless you, God bless you. Yep, down the back, I see you. Anyone else? Yes, right down the back, I see you guys too. Anyone else? Yes, I see you too there. Anyone else saying, Steve, count me in, that's me, I prayed that prayer. I wanna know him, I wanna get this life right with him. Awesome, awesome, amazing. God, we thank you so much. Yes, my man, I see you too, bro. Awesome. God, I thank you so much for your presence here today. We thank you for this amazing message of Christmas. You are our King. You're worthy of our worship. And we thank you for removing our sin from us and getting us right with you. God, we thank you for your grace. And in that, we get to partake in your majesty. Lord, I bless all those who've responded to your voice today. I thank you for them and we give you honour and praise for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's congratulate all those people that just said yes. Amen, fantastic.
Incredible. Hey, we just wanna do a few more things before we move into the remembrance part of our service in just a few moments time. Can I ask you to do me a favour? Can you grab out this Connect card that would have been on your seat when you came in this morning? If you raised your hand just a few moments ago when Steve asked you to, or maybe you didn't, but you wanted to, but you felt a little bit nervous, that's okay. We wanna do uh, something with you uh, now. We don't wanna embarrass you. We're not gonna call you out and we're not gonna turn up at your house next week. Don't worry about that. But we do wanna help you on your journey. We do wanna help you take your next step. And uh, so if that was you, all we ask you to do is just take your name and, and put down a, a way for us to contact you on this card. Then there's a box that says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Jesus. Why don't you just tick that box and in a few moments time, some buckets are gonna go around as we receive our giving. And you can just pop this in that bucket. It's as easy as that. And someone will be in touch with you in the next little while to help you on your journey. There are a number of other things if you want us to connect with you on those things on this card, things like if you're a first time visitor, we'd love to connect with you. Why don't you tick that box on the card there? What You wanna be baptised, you wanna join the dream team, you wanna join a small group, any of those things. If you've got a prayer need or if you have an answer to prayer that you've been praying for something and you just wanna praise God for an answer to prayer, we wanna hear about that as well. It's all on the card. And so in just a few moments, we're gonna receive our giving and you can put your cards inside the buckets and our our team would love to be able to help you and connect with you in the coming weeks. We're gonna receive our giving in a few moments time, but just as the team get ready to do that, I, would like, I just got a few things I need to let you know about. The first is, is that over summer, we still keep having church. Uh, we don't go anywhere. In fact, it is some of the best times to come to church is at the start of a brand new year. So for the, at the last one of December the 30th, we're gonna have a great service. And then all throughout January, we will be here. Our three morning services will still keep continuing and our evening service, our 5 p.m. will start back up mid-Jan. So we wanna encourage you to come on out all throughout the summer holidays. Bring your friends and family that are visiting you. Drag them along to church who are visiting you uh, for the holidays. Get them along here. It's a great time to come to church and we are still gonna be here. We're still gonna be partying at church. I wanna encourage you to come on out for that. The other thing to 